Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. It's time to break down what went right and what went wrong during yesterday's game. Severe Reaction is on the air with your host, Michael Severe, and the most important voice of all, yours. Severe Reaction starts now. Powered by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally, only on 1620 The Zone. Tommy and Scott Rand. Thompson giving ground. Here comes the pressure. He gets away from Holmes. Finds his way to the outside. McLaughlin turns him around. He sets and throws. And this ball is caught. Garcia Castaneda out of a total scramble inside the 20-yard line. Oh, my goodness. More of the workload. Oh, and an onside kick. Northwestern is on it. At the 45, Scott Frost going for the mortal blow in this game, and now Northwestern has a short field. I don't know about that. Yo! Welcome to Severe Reaction. I am Michael Severe here in the studio. How does this work, this whole radio thing? Uh, There's a microphone... There's a computer that doesn't work because it won't let me sign on. And I'm back here at NRG. This is crazy. It's weird. Last day was, um, I think it was December 23rd, was the last time I was in the studio with Damon. Uh, swore off doing uh, any more radio. Uh, I was going to, you know, just go do something else. And I have been, and it's been fun. But last minute, you know, I needed somebody to come in and, and, and host the Sunday morning show. And, and because I am a nice guy, and because they promised that I'd be with Chance. I, I said, yeah, I'll do it. I'll, I'll go in. I'll go in and do it and host it. Um, I had a hope that I'd be hosting a show following uh, opening season win for Nebraska. Uh, obviously did not get that. Did not get the win that I was hoping for. I was hoping to be able to do a big red show on Tuesday, you know, a wrap-up show where there would be a win and we'd be talking about some winning highlights. Instead, again, we'll be doing another show that involves a loss. Uh, but that seems to be where Nebraska is right now. In terms of just being able to make plays when it counts, there were you know there were a handful of games yesterday that involved FBS teams playing FBS teams, and a number of those games I watched. I want to say three of them along with the Nebraska game, so four total. And in every one of those, there was a, a team in there, like whether it was Illinois or Vanderbilt, where when their back was against the wall a little bit, they came out and made a play. And that play led to them winning the game eventually. Sometimes pulling away like Vanderbilt did against Hawaii. That was a 7-0 game Hawaii. It ended up being like 63-14. to um, But still, I mean, it was one of those situations where every time one of those teams, one of those, even North Carolina. North Carolina was in a, and it wasn't against another FBS team. It was against a, uh, one AA team, but FCS team. Still, when their backs were against the wall and it was close, they made a few plays. And pulled away and ended up winning the game. And you're sitting there thinking to yourself, okay, that's why can't Nebraska do that? Why when something happens, 
um, whether it be choice to call and onside kick and it doesn't work, why they all of a sudden, that was it. That was it in terms of what they were going to do. They, they didn't, and I'm going to go over some stats coming up in the second segment when we get down to business, but some of the keys that I had said going into the game and for the whole season based off of mistakes Nebraska had made over the last five, four years or so. And one of the keys is finishing drive rate. And finishing drive rate means you get to the other team's 40-yard line. And then what happens? You score a touchdown, you get a field goal, you get zero points. Well, you don't have to worry about adding up finishing drive rate after the failed onside kick because they didn't get inside the other team's 40 again after that. That was it. They were done. They were done offensively, whether it was drop passes or it was poor passes or it was poor play calling or, what, or just the dominance that Northwestern showed on the ground to keep the ball as long as they did. Nebraska never got back inside of Northwestern's 40-yard line again after that. And you can talk about momentum, and you can talk about maybe the guys just being down because of the failure of the on whatever you want to talk about. That's the difference between those teams we were watching on zero week, the other power five teams, and what Nebraska is, right? We were... Before the show, I, was, I couldn't remember a word. It was driving me crazy. You know, sometimes that happens. A, you're looking for a word. You know every word that's a synonym to it, but you can't find that word. And, and it was identity because we talk a lot about Nebraska's identity over the course of so many years. Hey, we go all the way back to Frank Solich, right, and talking about what's Nebraska's identity. Now, by the way, 402-951-1620 is the number. You can, of course, call and be a part of the show. We're here from 8 to 10. Um, and if you want to call 402-951-1620, I would say also Twitter, you can find me there in my K E L S E V E R E Michael severe, but you know, I've had my phone, the computer's down, whatever. Um, but you can reach us that way as well. Anyway, you get back to the identity part of it. And, and on a Sunday, because it's a Sunday, you could say, you know, what is the gospel of Nebraska football? You know, what, what does it read? What, what is the gospel? For example, if you watch, Hard Knocks right now on HBO, and it's the Detroit Lions. If you're watching that, uh, Detroit Lions, the favorite team of the producer this morning, Chance, the producer, right? All right, if you're watching Hard Knocks, the the gospel this year, and it has been for two years now, for Detroit is simply grit. That's their gospel, grit. Everything, it's written on walls, it's written on papers, it's written everywhere. It's, it's grit. That's what they talk about, Right. That is the definition of their identity. The identity is grit. And I don't mean grit's the thing you make in the morning with water and salt and a little bit of butter. Grit is their identity. Okay? Switch over to Northwestern, team we watched yesterday for almost four hours. What is their identity? What is their gospel? The gospel of Pat Fitzgerald's Northwestern Wildcats team is simply hard work. You may have more talent than them. You may be faster than them. Hell, you may have coaches that can out-scheme them but they outwork you. Their gospel, their identity is hard work. It's what they do. It's the reason why I think since 2011, they're either the number one or number two team in winning one score games because of hard work. That's what they do. Hard work. Then you go away from hard work and you say, okay, so what else? What else makes it? What's their gospel? What makes it? Why do they win so many close games? Why do they not have repeat bad seasons? Why after they lose a open or one year, they come back, and play as well as they did against Nebraska, why do they do that? Part of it is stability at the head coaching spot because they've changed coordinators. The other part is they believe. Those players believe what Pat Fitzgerald tells them. 
look, we'll be fine. I know what happened last year. I know how bad we were. I know we were three and nine. Believe me, we will be better this year. Trust me, we will be better. Here's why we'll be better. We're going to outwork you. And that gospel, that identity has worked for them. It just works. What is Nebraska's? What is the identity? What is the gospel for Nebraska? I'll tell you what it was supposed to be. If you went to that press conference, the initial press conference with Scott Frost, it was supposed to be what Oregon speed, Nebraska power. Remember that? Oregon speed, Nebraska power. Well, did they look so much faster yesterday than Northwestern? Not at times. I distinctly remember number 42 chasing a big running back and not being able to catch him. I distinctly watched a guy in the secondary who should be playing corner and Omar Brown playing safety, chasing a wide receiver who was wide open because there was a miscommunication in the secondary. I distinctly remember that. And then power, they got pushed around. They got their ass kicked at the line of scrimmage on multiple plays, so much so that after the game, and hopefully we're going to get to some of the sound from yesterday, after the game, their defensive leader, Garrett Nelson, mentioned it, getting pushed one, two yards off the line of scrimmage. They were getting pushed around. We'll get to more on the offensive line, defensive line matchup and what we expected going in and some of the numbers as well. But 402-951-1620, what is Nebraska's gospel? What is their, what is their identity? I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll try to figure that out as we go along in the show on the first edition of Severe Reaction. We go to the phones. That's where Mark is this morning. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good. How you doing? I got you up pretty early, huh? Oh, man. You know, I get up about 6, so it wasn't so bad, but I should be watching CBS Sunday Morning, my favorite show, Mark, but I'm not. What do you do? <laughs> uh, you know, everything you, everything you mentioned is pretty spot on. Um, I think that secondary is pretty green. Yeah. And it showed last night. It showed yesterday. The offensive line will be able to grow as the season goes. But I'm still going to go to that onside kick. Yeah. That's all I'm going to go to because yeah. they had the momentum and they let, they relinquished that momentum. This is not a team that's, it's still Scott Frost does not have an established team. Yeah, with four plus years now, and he, and um, it's funny. I I saw Damon Benning on Thursday night at a at a, uh, uh, it's a it's a get together over Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, yeah, with the men's club. Mm-hmm. And you know he said, um, he, he said that uh, I'm not worried about the players. I'm more concerned about the coaching. Yeah. And it's one thing that stuck in my head, and he was correct on this. Now, I listened to Jay Foreman after the game, and I, yeah, you can hear the frustration in his voice. But the thing is, is got to move on. That's all there is to it. You've yep. got to move on. And uh, I'm still hoping. <laughs> Every year, I'm hoping. And he's got some. He's got some bullets around him, so they just need to button a lot of things up and move on. So. That's all my complaint for this morning. Mark, we appreciate it, man. Have a great Sunday. All right. The, uh, so one of the things during the offseason, and you know how it works. It doesn't matter if you're around the program, if you did a radio show for 20 years. It doesn't matter. People ask you the same thing. You know, what do you think about Nebraska this year? And I said the same thing over and over again. As long as Scott Frost doesn't get in the way, I think this team can win seven or eight games. And that's, that's not even a – it sounds like a shot against Scott Frost. It's not. It's more of I believe he brought in coaches who know what they're doing and have won at a high level and have coached with great coaches that they have the ability to be able to help this team win, both prepared during the game and recovering after the game. 
whether it's the strength and conditioning folks, whether it's having Mickey Joseph at wide receiver coach, who's also a great recruiter, um, having Mark Whipple, who knows how to call plays, who knows strategy, who knows all those things, right? I thought that they had enough in those spots, and I also thought they improved their talent at a number of other places where they needed to that they could win games. But the question was, well, what are they going to do? And I'm like, well, it's up to Scott Frost, right? Is he going to be able to make the right – is he going to be able to stay out of the way? And we'll play some of the sound bites from yesterday from him, but there were a couple of them where you could hear in his voice, you could hear him kind of bitter that he didn't know he no longer has the ability to call the plays, right? When he talked about they got to be more creative on offense, he was calling the, the offensive play caller out by saying that. And later he said we need to have more cooperation in what we're doing. Again, saying I need to have more input in the offense. It's not like this has been a great offense under Scott Frost for four years. It hasn't. I have the numbers written someplace, probably in my computer, that would prove that it has not been a great offense nationally or even in the Big Ten under Scott Frost. But he says that we need to be more creative because he didn't like the way some things were going. He says we need to be more cooperative. Can he, as a guy who's been calling plays since, what would that be, 2012 or 11 back at Oregon, is he a guy who can say to himself, I can step away from this and let somebody else do it. I didn't think he could when they said it in December. I didn't think he could do it over the summer. And he he said it yesterday in the press conference. You could hear it in his voice. He did not like the idea of standing there on the sideline and not having input. Even though the offense was being productive, he still didn't like it. When you don't have the ability to appreciate something around you because you're not involved in it, that's called being selfish. Period. It's selfishness. You see, if you have kids, you've seen it. The one kid gets something because they deserve it, and the other kid is so mad that he didn't get it, he holds it against that child. You see it with, with brothers and sisters. You see it with friends. You see it in workplaces. That's what Scott Frost is. That's what he did. You could hear it in his voice in the press conference and what he said. It's very strange. Let's go back to the phones. Scott joining us here on the zone on, on severe reaction. What's up, Scott? Hey, Michael, good morning, man. Great to hear your voice on a Sunday morning. Good to be heard. Thanks, man. Hey, I, you know, I, I like some of the things Casey Thompson did. I think he's got a good connection with Palmer and a few other guys. Yeah. Uh, Mike, just first quick question for you. The time he missed Palmer deep, oh. when Palmer has two, three, did we score on that drive? I don't think so. No, that was, I need to go, wasn't it already 28 at that, that point? Wasn't it already it 28? It might have been. I, I thought that everybody talks about the onside kick, which was big, right? Mm-hmm. But that's another. That's why you brought Palmer in, right? To let him get deep on a safety and, and connect with him. But uh, that being said. Hey, Scott, Scott real yeah, quick, sure. if you go back and you watch that play, watch the blocking on the offensive line and how they let a free runner come at him, and he had to let it go early because he had a free runner in his face. If he has an extra that's second, it. I think he hits him. But, yeah, it was a huge that's, play. That's got merit. Okay, I will. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. The other thing I'm curious about is, uh, just what what I think is the lack of blitz packages. I assume that's just a little bit of a trust issue with the secondary, but I really thought in the second half we'd have to take some chances. I, I don't know whether it's lack of trust in the in the backside or we were convinced that we should be able to get there with four, but I appreciate your comments. Have a great day, man. Bye. You too, Scott. Thanks a lot. So early in the game, we saw a couple different blitz packages, right? We saw an A-gap blitz with um, Heinrich did it. Uh, we saw um, Rhymers with a blitz. We saw uh, plus pressure from the edge. I'm not sure which one of the safeties came. We saw a little bit of it early, and they didn't get there. They didn't get close. 
And so I think what happened was they thought to themselves, we can't get there. Our secondary is so green. If we're going to put those guys out there on an island and not also be able to get to the pressure, we're just going to hurt ourselves even more. So I think that was the strategy. I, I'm not surprised that they couldn't get to um, Helensky. I'm not. The, the strength of Northwestern was their offensive line. We talked about it on Tuesday on Bigger Day Wrap-Up. I didn't think that the pass rushers were going to have much success against that offensive line. It's one of the best offensive lines they're going to play all year. And so I wasn't surprised that they didn't. I am surprised a little bit that when only sending four or three, that they couldn't have good enough coverage in the secondary, having that many guys back there. That surprised me. And they are young. They lost, they lost grown men in the secondary. They lost guys who, had, who could have been old enough to have grandkids, right? They lost 25-year-olds and 24-year-olds, JoJo Doman, and, and D. Will, and, and those guys are old, right? Lots of experience, lots of snaps. They did lose that, but they didn't have the ability to really cover like I think they, I thought they could in the secondary. But there was a lot of time for Holinsky. Um, I don't know what the answer is. I think they'll have a better. I think they'll have more success getting pass rush as this season goes along, because they're not going to play a ton of offensive lines. I think as good as what that offensive line is for Northwestern. We'll go back to the phones, 402-951-1620. That's where Glenn is this morning. What's up, Glenn? Um, I think uh, people are missing one of the really important parts of that game, which was at the end of the first half when Fitzgerald was trying to run the clock out. um, Oh, he wasn't trying to run the clock out, Glenn. Oh, oh. No, maybe he wasn't. Watched a lot, maybe you've watched a lot of different Northwestern games than I have. Yeah, it was I 155 mean, left on the clock when Nebraska called the second timeout. He wasn't trying to run the clock out. He was trying to make Nebraska use their timeouts. Well, okay, but it, but but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. he still doesn't run a two-minute drill at the end of the first half at very many games. And the, the, my, my point is, a little bit is, um, he, he, you don't call timeout on second down. You wait until the team gets off the foot, gets off the field, before you use your timeout. That's not and, true. Not in college. Not in college because you don't have to because the clock stops when you get first downs. You want to have more time than timeouts in college. Uh, yeah. Okay. But but it's Pat Fitzgerald. I know. Okay. It, it, it's not. It, it, it's not. The, the run and gun people. The guy wants to get wanted to get off the field and only be down. This is my opinion. Mm-hmm. Only be down four, and we enable him to go down and score again. I mean, that's that. That was a huge part of the game. And then when you couple that, what you did to your team with that onside kick. Yep. Um, you, you wonder why the the, the kid. I mean, it, to me, it wasn't a kid loss. The, 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 the kids played, when I say kids, the players played I understand. their hearts out mm-hmm. in that game. And once again, Frost let them down. I mean, it, it's just, to me, that was a very that was a very big turning point in the game. You could have gone into the, to the locker room being up, um, and that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's, it's just painful. It's, it's very painful for the fans. I mean, I've been through this. I grew up with Missouri football in the day mm-hmm. where they were – they weren't. They weren't very good. They could get a win, and it's just you know my, my kid is 23 years old. He's never seen him win. He's trying to be a fan all his life, and we had to watch that yesterday. It's just you know, like you said, there were a lot of bright spots. Um, Thompson, I thought, played extremely well, um, but you know, it's just another loss, and that's just what my opinion is. And I appreciate your time today. Parker. No problem, Glenn. Thanks a lot. And look, I respect your opinion. It's just that that's that's the I believe in that situation Scott Frost did the right thing. Um, you're talking about about two hundred 
two minutes and 15 seconds or so, you want to get the ball back to your offense because you know they get the ball at the at the in the second half. So you want to get an extra possession. So you're trying to force them to give the ball back to you with as many as much time as possible. Remember, they went for it on fourth down and converted on fourth and one. If the conservative guy that Fitzgerald is, if he punts, right, and Nebraska gets the ball back, they have a minute 45 or something to go down there and try to get some points before the end of the half and have that extra possession. So I think that's pretty standard. I don't believe that's an issue. And you don't have to worry about timeouts as much in college only because the clock stops every time you get a first down. So it allows you, even that last drive when the pick happens and the game's over, they're moving it well enough to be to get in position for a field goal to tie, even without any timeouts. You know, they could have done that. But I, I didn't I didn't think that was a mistake. I thought they did what they were supposed to. One more call before we take a break. Let's go to KG. Good morning, KG. How you doing, man? Hey, hi. Hey, how about yourself? It's really good to hear you. So Thanks, hey, man. I have two things. Mm-hmm. Hey, I have two things. Uh you like say your identity. I I just feel after watching the line play and everything and I'll, oof, I just feel like this team's soft. Is that a I said that, I think you missed like soft. They don't play with the bad intentions. Yeah. I ain't gonna because I just see the line playing both sides. I was like, oh my. Uh, so yeah, I see some people getting blown back. I'm like, hmm. And another thing I wanna say is sometimes you gotta get out of your own head. Cause I think coach just man, I just see you gotta play that tape through. You gotta think about things before you actually do it and say, hmm, is that really a good idea? So I know he's uh sounds like he, like you said, he's like he wants to be in control all things. Man, sometimes just, you know, it's hard, it's hard letting go. I, I understand, but, man, yeah, everything seemed to be working on the offense. Uh, it was okay, but, you know, think, it's going to take some growing pains, but we'll see what happens. But, like I said, he needs to get out of his own head and just let things go. That's all I have to say, Michael. You have a wonderful day, and it's great to hear from you. I mean, great hearing you, too, as well. Thanks. Right. Appreciate take it, KG. Care. No, I, I agree with you. It's, it's hard to give up control of anything. And, and think about your own house. It's hard to give up control of things. It just is. Um, some people can't even hire somebody to come in and fix their bathroom because they want to do it. You know, they want to mow their lawn. They want. It's hard to give control, and it's really hard, I think, for Scott Frost to do that. We, we got to take a quick break, Chance. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More of your calls, 402-951-1620. We'll also get down to business, look at some of the keys I had for yesterday coming into the game and the season and how they did. We'll do all that when we come back here. More severe overreaction on 1620 The Zone. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.